You're listening to the Strength Discovered Podcast. On this podcast, we explore the different ways that self-doubt can hold us back and what we can do about it. From energy work to neuroscience, if it helps us turn down the volume of self-doubt and amplify the experience of self-love and confidence, then we're going to talk about it. I'm your host, Stephanie Nielsen. Now let's get into today's episode. It's not just you. Self-doubt is really interesting. And what I'm finding is that we all feel like it's just me. Like it's just us. It's just me that is feeling this self-doubt that feels unworthy, that feels like you're not enough. But it's not true. You are not alone in feelings and thoughts of self-doubt. It's amazing to me how this happens for each of us, where we get in our own heads and we assume that we are the only one that has ever felt that way before. But I wanted to give you some examples of what some self-talk can be like when it's based in doubt and criticism. And you may relate with some of these. Just listen in for a minute. I don't feel good enough. Other people's needs are more important than mine. I have to prove myself before I can feel good enough. I don't feel worthy. I'm not deserving. I'm too fat. I'm too thin. I hate my body. I don't like myself. I want to feel confident, but I don't know how. I feel like other people are better than me, and I'll never measure up. I'm not capable of achieving my goals in life, business, or otherwise. I don't feel safe to be myself because I feel like there is actually something wrong with me. Why can't I get past this? I just want to feel good about myself. I don't feel enough yet. I need to achieve this goal and then I'll feel worthy, valuable, and enough. Why are others so much more confident than I am? So if you think about those thoughts, I want you to take just a minute and ask yourself if any of them resonated with you. Odds are, if you're listening to this podcast, some of them did, and all of them may not. We all have a little bit different self-talk when it comes to self-doubt, but it might be now, it might be in your past where you have felt or thought those things about yourself, and odds are it's probably holding you back in some way. I know that for me, even doing this podcast, I noticed my self-doubt getting really loud as I was recording and editing and prepping stuff. It's amazing. And I, what I have found is that anytime we step out of our comfort zone, self-doubt starts to get loud. And why is that? Well, my theory is that that happens because we are challenging our comfort zone. We are challenging the subconscious program that we are familiar with and that feels comfortable even if it's painful. And so this voice of self-doubt is actually a protective mechanism that keeps us quote-unquote safe or at least in a familiar place, a familiar experience So when we are doing something new, whether you're starting a new business or you're doing a podcast or you're trying to get more healthy or you're trying to improve a relationship, there are going to be self-doubt thoughts that come in. And I would invite you to be 
curious about them instead of judge them or assume that they are true. Because these thoughts are actually very valuable. They are pointing in the direction of the things that could possibly be holding us back. So for me, when I have self-doubt come up, I listen. Not as though it is true. I listen with a deep sense of curiosity. And the reason I do that is because it's like this little indicator, this little blinking light that's saying, hey, look at me. In order to reach your goal, I need to be seen, heard, and understood first. And when we don't do that, when we just power through and we say, I'm going to do this no matter what my self-doubt says, we end up in a place of self-sabotage. But what I'm finding for myself and my clients is that when we actually take the time to look at that self-doubt and get curious about it, and actually let it be that indicator, that little blinking light that says, hey, there's a part of you that needs some attention. There's a part of you that needs to be seen, heard, and understood. We do that, and then we move forward with a place of understanding of that part of ourselves. Self-sabotage becomes very few and far between. It still happens, don't get me wrong, as we go through, like there's different different thoughts that pop up, different limiting beliefs that pop up. But as we hold space for those with a sense of curiosity and use them as indicators of this is where I need to heal or this is where I need to change that neural pathway in my brain, it's they become extremely valuable and not something to be scared of or feared. So I would invite you to Take an honest look at your self-doubt with curiosity. I often invite my clients to do a brain dump just so we can get it out of the head, out of the mind, and onto some paper where we can actually objectively observe what's going on and use it in a way that helps serve us instead of in a way that creates self-sabotage. Another concept that I want you to be aware of, it's called cognitive fusion. And you may or may not have heard this term before, but cognitive fusion is where we believe the thoughts that we think are factually true. And this is where we get stuck. When we have this thing going on, we have cognitive fusion with the self-doubt that we are thinking and we are believing it is true, that's what creates this feeling of stuckness. And just pay attention to that and get curious and ask yourself, what thoughts am I believing are true that may not actually be true? And if you're in a place where you have a hard time doing that, that's okay. Don't judge yourself for not being able to separate yourself from the self-doubt. Just be present with it. Write it down. Don't put too much emphasis on needing to change it. We skip so quickly to wanting to change and transform that we forget it takes time. And this piece of judgment that we put on top of it 
at least for me, when I have judgment coupled with something that I would like to let go of, the judgment almost acts as a block to being able to change it in a way that empowers us. So also keep that in mind that as you are becoming aware of this self-doubt and you're getting curious, notice if you're judging it as well. Because judgment is something that is very tricky, very sneaky, (laughs) and we forget that we're doing it. it. It slips under the radar because it's so normal. The ultimate question that we need to ask ourselves, and me included, I do this all the time because self-doubt is something that resurfaces, is ask yourself, are you going to believe the thoughts or are you going to question them with curiosity? So unquestioned self-doubt is very dangerous because then we believe it to be true and it handicaps us from doing what we want to be doing with our life. Unquestioned self-doubt has power. It puts us in a state of autopilot and it decreases our ability to make conscious choices. Unquestioned self-doubt allows old programming to make our choices for us. So I would love to have you come on this journey with me in creating more awareness around the beliefs and thoughts that we have about our own worth, our own value, our own capabilities, and really look at it through a lens of curiosity instead of judgment that we tend to do. When you first start this, it's going to be uncomfortable. You are not going to want to look at these beliefs, and that's natural. But I would encourage you to zoom out and look at this in a big picture sense. I think of it like a kitchen floor. You're sweeping the kitchen floor, taking care of everything. But instead of putting what you collect in the dustpan in the trash, you're sweeping it under the rug. And it's still all there. It's hidden. It's out of sight. It can't be seen. And when we do that, it's like avoiding it. It's like pretending it's not there. It's trying to hush, 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 don't say that. (laughs) Trying to quiet it instead of getting curious and looking at it. So instead of sweeping it under the rugs, I would encourage you, you, you're sweeping that floor, you're collecting all these self-doubt thoughts that are coming up in your mind, they're in your dustpan, and you get curious about what's there. Like, hmm, that's interesting. Okay, I have this pattern, I have this thought, and it's connected to this emotion and this action. And then once you have given it that time to see, hear, and understand what's really happening then you can throw it in the trash. And it's not under the rugs anymore. So think of self-doubt and self-criticism like you're sweeping a kitchen floor and all the little pieces of food and dirt and dust are all these things that we're pretending that are not there. Over time, they build up and that's not good either. We need to sweep our floors. We need to become aware of what is actually going on in our minds. 
So if you are someone who resonates with this, but can't identify your thinking, that's okay. It is a skill that takes some time. So start with what you are aware of. If you can't pinpoint a thought, but you are aware of a feeling, then start with the feeling. The goal is to start with whatever you are the most aware of and work with that in a way that serves you in finding those places in our subconscious minds, in the neural pathways that need some tweaking and some adjustment on our journey. So let me know what your thoughts are on this. How do you experience self-doubt? Your experience is important. Your thoughts are important. Your feelings are important. Get curious. Take an inventory of whatever you are aware of right now. And that's where you start. It can literally be that simple. And in all reality, it has to be. Where else can we start but with the things we are already aware of? So I really want this message to empower you to be able to take a look at what's going on. And like I've said before, and I will say this all the time, is get curious about what you are experiencing. That's the first step in creating change. We can't pretend it's not there and sweep it under the rugs anymore. We need to look at it, shine a light on it with curiosity. Judgment will keep us stuck in this process. So in the spirit of being vulnerable, I am going to share with you some self-doubt that I recently worked through, recently as of yesterday, just so you know, it is that fresh. Um, I want to, on this journey, be transparent, be open, because I think having concrete examples of what someone else is doing with their self-doubt will help you be able to do it for yourself. Here we go. Here comes the vulnerable part. <laughs> I am a little bit nervous. I um, Vulnerability is tricky and scary. And this self-doubt is actually about being vulnerable. So I mean, spot on, I guess, right? So first, I am going to read my self-doubt out loud to you. I, I have a habit of writing it down, just like I ask my clients to do. So it's out of the mind, and it's more observable, so that we can look at it with non-attachment. So here we go. Doubts and fears that are bubbling up. I'm afraid that what I have to say isn't enough. I'm afraid that I don't know enough. I'm afraid that I'll be judged as stupid or inferior. I'm afraid that I'll be found lacking. I'm afraid that all my work up to this point has been all for nothing. The work I'm doing can't be enough if I'm not enough. And then in this point... <laughs> in my journaling, something switched and I had a very big aha moment. I need to control what others think of me. If I get others approval, then that means I'm enough. If I don't, then that means I'm not enough. I'm afraid of being visible, not having control and not being liked and being found wanting. And there's more and I will share with you 
but I really want you to use me sharing this to give you permission to look at what's going on. So I kept on going. This idea of approval means I'm enough and not getting approval means I'm not enough. I took it deeper and I said, my worth and value are dependent on what others are thinking of me. I imagine the worst outcomes and judge myself as inferior. Approval from others equals I'm enough. Real or imagined rejection and judgment equals I'm not enough. And that, that part right there, that word imagined, imagined rejection and judgment from others. That, I drew a light bulb (laughs) in my journal because that piece of it is all happening within me and literally has nothing to do with anyone else. It's all happening inside of myself, which is an empowering place. And why I drew that light bulb is because I actually have control of that. I can play with that. I can tweak that. I can make adjustments with the neuroplasticity of my brain to start seeing this differently. Now, does having awareness of this automatically shift it for me? No, (laughs) but it's the first step in being able to start to use the neuroplasticity of my brain to make changes at this specific place in my brain, in my neural networks. And I I did some tapping on this. I'm an EFT tapping practitioner, so I, I tap myself through this. I got that intensity down really holding space for those thoughts without judgment, just getting curious about them. And then once I had done that, I turned these thoughts around and I played with them for thoughts that feel better. And that's where I am putting my energy. That's where I'm putting my focus. That's where I'm putting my intention. And that's what starts the next step after awareness in creating that new neural pathway in our brain. There it is. Me in my vulnerability, sharing all in an effort to help you see how you can do it for yourself to begin this practice for you. And I've tried it the other way. For years, I tried it the other way to try to change it with judgment because I was aware and I was judging it. But then I kept recycling and repeating the pattern which is really interesting. But this one tweak of curiosity was a fucking game changer in my life. Get curious. You deserve to have a different experience. So open up, get curious about what's going on under the surface, open up that hood, pop the hood of your car and take a peek without being attached or afraid of what you're going to find. And that part's tricky too. You don't have to do it alone. That's the, that's the awesome piece. If you have someone in your life who can hold space for you, then reach out to them. If you don't, that's why I am making this podcast. So stay with me. Let's do this together. One tiny piece of awareness at a time. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Strength Discovered podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or have a request for a specific topic, I would love to hear from you. Please DM me on Instagram at Strength Discovered. Also, if this podcast makes you think of a friend who would resonate with this message of self-love and empowerment, please share it with them. And don't forget to subscribe. The content provided on this podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical or mental health advice. Please seek appropriate professional help when needed.